the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Welcome to Live Big with Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teachings at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Let's get into today's message. These men had been so humbled by life, they couldn't approach things that way. Um, The only thing they could ask for was mercy. In other words, when they begged, them receiving something depended on the character of the giver, not necessarily their character. And likewise, these two beggars, their faith was in the character of God. Do you really believe God's merciful? Do you really believe he's compassionate? Um, do, do you still believe that? Or was that something you, you, you know, maybe when you were a kid, you, you, you kind of believed that. But then life got, got you know, between uh, you and, and those ideas and, and you shifted your opinion. But he still had childlike faith. And these men, let, watch what they, they say, or they said. But they cried out all the more, meaning they wouldn't quit. They wouldn't stop. They got more intense. So when circumstances say God hadn't, hasn't heard me, Uh, I'm a nobody. I'm a zero. God's not merciful. I need to turn it up on the inside. Yes, he is. I made a decision that God is because I I see it in the word. And and by the way, I I also see it in creation. Yeah, creation's fallen, but I, you know, it's his mercies that are new every morning. The sun rises and sets on me. I I, I do have some right thoughts in my mind and I I do have some strength in my body. and, 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 you know, where did that come from? It came from a good God. But they cried out all the more saying, have mercy on us. 
O Lord, son of David. So they may have been zeros, but they sure knew how to call on that name. Call me what you want. Uh, but, but after I finish talking to God, uh, you won't be able to argue with the results. And these guys, everyone could criticize their approach. Everyone could criticize the way they pray. Didn't take all that, you know. You, you don't have to. Yeah, but they, 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 they were just walking with him in Jerusalem. They didn't get the miracle. These two got the miracle. And what I found is it takes everything. He said, when I seek him with my whole heart, uh, I'll find him. But it takes everything sometimes on the inside in order to get the result and the response I want from God. So Jesus stood still and he called him. So why did he stop? And that's why, you know, in the book, uh, you know, uh, when God stops. And, and this was really my favorite chapter uh, in the book. But the, the reason why uh, G, uh, Jesus stopped here was because a blind person has to follow uh, the, the voice or where he last heard a voice in order to come to that person. I just said something. On this side of glory, um, we, we're all too blind to, 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 to follow our eyes. The only thing we can do on this side of glory is follow his word. And these men were willing to follow Jesus's word to the place he last spoke. Pay attention. If you would just follow God's word to the place he last spoke to you, you'll begin to hear more and receive those things promised. But you got to go back to the place he last spoke. And a lot of times God speaks to us and we want to say, well, I don't like that one. I want to go on to the next. And that's that's why you're lost. That's why you're confused. The only thing you can do is go to the last thing God told you to do. Do it and you will find him in that moment. And then he'll speak to you again and he'll move you on to next. And Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you. Uh, you think like, you know, duh, Jesus, of course you know what these guys want. They're blind, you know, they're begging, you know, you, you know what, what, what they want. But, but here's, this is really important, but here's what I want you to see. Jesus wanted to show them that it's not only what God wants, pay attention, but God cares about what you want. You know, getting what you want starts with desire. But here's the deal, you, you, you've been so hurt you, you, you've been so disappointed. You, you've been um, beat up, so, so, so abandoned. Uh, uh, you, you know, you, you, you've kind of given up on wanting anymore. And you feel this is the way you protect your heart from disappointment. You de- de- protect your heart uh, from, from hurt. But these men, despite the fact that uh, maybe they called on doctors in the past, uh, maybe they prayed to, to Abba Father in the past, the God of Israel, but they didn't uh, receive a reply or, or they certainly didn't receive uh, results because they were still blind. But these guys kept on talking to Jesus. And sometimes I don't get it when I want it. But what I've learned to do is just keep at it. Keep on talking to Jesus. So Jesus, only after they stirred it up and wouldn't shut up and they wouldn't back up. See, God's sometimes waiting for something to come out of you before he gives what he wants to, 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 to give to you. So Jesus had compassion and he touched their eyes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. The only difference then was that Jesus, because he was in a physical body, he wasn't resurrected yet. He can only be in one place at at one time. But today, the resurrected Jesus can be everywhere all at the same time. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, he'll do it again. If he did it before, 
he'll do it again. Now, some people just read these Bible passages to criticize them or try to sound intelligent reading them. No, I read these passages to get insight uh, about what God does, what Jesus does. Jesus said, if you've seen the Father, uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I want to know God's heart. And what I see here, and if God's the same uh, today as he was, you know, 2,000 years ago, he's still interested in blind men and women. He's still interested in those of us that have to feel like we have to beg uh, for a living. Uh, Jesus is, is, is very aware, and he wants to fix your situation. It says, so Jesus had compassion. God cares about us. He didn't just do a miracle and then, you know, brush them off and move on. He felt them. Uh, compassion speaks of feeling things deep down in your gut. So he, he felt them. You know, like we say, you say, I feel you, I feel you. But Jesus was like, he, he felt these two men. He didn't feel everyone else in the crowd. He felt these two men because they wouldn't shut up and they trusted and believed in the mercy of their God. And God uh, refused to do anything but show mercy in this situation. It says here, Jesus had compassion and he touched. <laughs> How many of y'all need a touch? Well, he's the same God. He will touch you wherever you're hurting, wherever you're wounded, wherever there is a problem. He will touch you in that place and in that space. And immediately their eyes received sight. Jesus cared about what they wanted and he cares about what you want. It wasn't until they opened up their mouths and got persistent about the desire of their heart that 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 Jesus moved. Now, here's an important point. God would not have put that desire in you uh, if he never intended to help you fulfill it. And uh, the reason we, we stop dreaming, we stop trying to reach out to do those things or to have that life or to become that person is because, again, we're, we're protecting ourselves, and, but we're really hurting ourselves. Uh, God put in us uh, what it takes to get that thing done if we would just stay at it. Otherwise, he'd be unjust and unfair. And then after they received their sight, watch what happened. And they followed him. This is why I follow Jesus. It's because I know what he has done for me. Uh, it was practical. It was real. Um, it wasn't just a church thing. It wasn't just a theological thing. It wasn't just an intellectual thing. He changed my life from the inside out. He put his arms around me. He talked to me. He mentored me. He developed me. He showed me the scriptures. He, he's healed my body. He's, uh, uh, he's, he's changed uh, relationships. He's changed me. Uh, and they what? They followed him. So here we are now on the third stop uh, on the Romans road. They were humble enough to receive their healing. In this case, or in our case, salvation, but also if you need healing, just uh, begin to stop talking about, well, I deserve it. This is not fair. Say, God, you are merciful. You, you bore uh, my infirmities, you know, while you were being beaten. Uh, and it's by your stripes I am healed. Um, it says here, um, and they what? They, they, they followed him. They were, again, humble enough to accept healing as a free gift, as an act of mercy. There was no conversation about what they felt they deserved or or, or, or did not deserve. They only asked God for mercy. And we got to learn to call on him, call on him, call on him, call on him. Stop calling on him. Well, based on, you know, Lord, I've been in church 15 years. How come? What? Um, you know, I, 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 I tithe, you know, for I, I tithe this much money last year. How come? No, now do those things. Those things come out, you know, that we, we, we do those things as, as an expression of gratitude uh, for, for the goodness and graciousness of God. But there's not enough money to earn healing. 
There's not enough money to earn salvation. There's nothing we could do to earn it. It is a gift. A gift by definition depends on the grace of the giver, not the merits of the recipient. So they began to what? Follow him. I want to turn to Romans 5 and 8 because it summarizes everything that I've started to talk about today. And really, this is probably my favorite scripture in all the Bible. Let's take a look. It starts, but God. I was lost, but God. I was blind, but God. I was down, but God. They told me to shut up, but God. They said I'd never amount to anything, but God. People made fun of my struggle, but God. But God demonstrates. See, I didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. Muhammad didn't do it. Uh, You know, uh, the president of the United States didn't do it. Uh, my, My ancestors didn't do it. Africa didn't do it. Europe didn't do it. America couldn't do it. But God demonstrates his own love. Now, this is something he takes ownership of. It's personal. We don't just serve a force out there. He's a personal God who, who, who has personal feelings and personal thoughts and, and personal plans. God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Now, if he was tortured, if he took that beating, if he was willing to stay up on that cross while I was still a sinner, while, you know, I was still doing dirt and at my worst, why shouldn't I expect as I, you know, I, I start getting better? You know what? I, I'm not as bad as I, I, I used to do. Why wouldn't I expect him to do even greater things? So, so if he would forgive my sins, why wouldn't he? Heal my diseases. Psalms 103, uh, bless the Lord, all my soul, all this within me. I think it's around the third verse. It says, and he heals all my diseases. (laughs) He heals what? All my diseases. These are some of the benefits of God. He's a good God. He's a healer. And I'm not arguing to God about, you know, my my need for healing and making a case for why I deserve it. Lord, it's because of who you are. Father, it's your nature. You know, you're a physician and by the fact, virtue of the fact you're a doctor, you just want to fix things. So, Lord, I want to let you be, be, be you in my life. Show me how to receive it. Show me how to walk in confidence in, in, in who you are and, and who you want to be in my life. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still what? Sinners, Christ what? Died for me. So my prayer in real prayer is not God bless me because I'm good. God bless me because I'm better than the guy down the street. But Lord, bless me because you're merciful, because you're kind. Take the focus off of you and put your faith in God. Now, what we're doing many times, we put our faith in us. We put our faith in our goodness, in our good works. That's why you're not receiving answers to prayer. But that's why he said, pray in my name based on my merits, based on what I accomplish. When I pray in the name of Jesus, even if I don't say in the name of Jesus, uh, really what Jesus is teaching us is, is the attitude that we should pray with. I'm not praying based on my own merits. 
When you pray based on your own merits, that's like bringing a, a pig into the sanctuary. Uh, you are unclean apart from Christ Jesus. I don't pray in my own name. It's Lord, uh, because of what Christ accomplished, I come to you boldly, God, to your throne of, of mercy to, to receive that which you, you have uh, uh, for me. So I'm not saved because I'm better than anyone else necessarily. I'm saved because I'm forgiven. I'm not going to heaven because I'm necessarily better than anyone else. I'm going to heaven because I have been forgiven. Let's wrap up with Romans chapter five and verse three. And we're going to come back here a little bit later uh, in, in the journey. Paul says, by the Holy Spirit, therefore being justified. Uh, this is one of the greatest things I learned uh, years ago when I attended a, 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 a Baptist church. And, and they told me that justified means just as if I'd never sinned. So when you're justified, when you stand before God, it's just as if I'd never sinned. So I don't go before him with condemnation and all the rest. Yes, if I sin, I confess and say, Lord, I messed up. And, and Lord, cleanse me of that. Help me not to do that again. But, but after I'm washed, I am washed. Therefore, being justified. See, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get that. When I stand before God, I don't stand on him based on my merits. If I'm just looking at me, I can't stand before God. But I'm looking at Christ. I'm, I'm praying in, in, in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm going before God in the name of Jesus. And if I truly accept his sacrifice as, as the payment for my sins and propitiate all those things that, that the Bible speaks of, I can come boldly because Jesus was not just payment for my sins. He was over payment. And just like, you know, if you owed a bill, uh, someone can go down to the power company and pay it in your name. It still comes out of their account, but it pays your bill. And in this case, Jesus paid my bill. He, the, all the sins, everything I, I, I committed in the past, everything I'll commit in the future, Jesus paid for at the cross. And it wasn't just, you know what, I'm going to get it down to the penny. It was overpayment. So I come boldly before the throne of grace because it's just as if I never sinned because I put my faith in Jesus the Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross. And that faith God honors. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's that type of faith that pleases God. So pray differently, not arguing based on what you think you deserve. Begin to, to go to God, God, based on your mercy, based on your promises, based on your kind. By the way, his promises are his mercy. He doesn't have to promise us anything. He's not obliged to give us anything, but in his mercy, he's made promises. And all he says to us is, hold, hold me to this. Keep holding on to that. Believe me, because the devil will try to steal it. You guys are still in a broken world. And, you know, there's not a one-to-one relationship sometimes between what you see and and what's established in the spiritual realms. And you got to kind of fight for the manifestation to come because it's real adversary. Like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, we, we're, 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 it's like us, you know, us being on the football field. There's real opponents. They're lined up against. They're trying to block us, trying to stop us, trying to steal the ball. Uh, That's the environment in which we live. But uh, God said, listen, I, I see the end of this game. If you hold on and you keep persevering, you will get uh, to, 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 to the goal line. You will be successful in the things that I have assigned you. Therefore, being justified, watch this, by what faith? By what faith? By merits. See, that's the problem. Keep saying you're better than everybody else. Keep saying, well, I'm not like them. That's not the point. The point is that all of us have sinned, everybody. 
And if you miss by an inch or a mile, you have missed the standard and you cannot make it in. So all of us have to humble ourselves, say, I'm going to be justified by faith in what he did and not in what I'm doing. Therefore, being justified, never sinned by what? Faith. Again, we're, we're, we're justified by putting our faith in, in, in the fact that Jesus hung innocent on that cross and the innocent suffered for the guilty so that we wouldn't have to. I told a story one time and I'm going to begin to wrap up. Um, this happened in, in England. Um, you know, a guy uh, had committed some crime and his brother heard that he was about to be hung on the gallows. And typically in England, um, the, the, the bell had to gong before the executioner would, uh, you know, uh, pull the rope or, or do whatever he had to, to do to, to, to cause the man to, to, to hang. Um, so uh, what, what happened was his brother climbed the bell tower and he wrapped his body around the gong. So when they pulled the bell, they didn't hear any noise. And everyone's waiting because, you know, people look up and they see the bell moving, but there's no noise. And soon, droplets of blood began to drip from the bell tower. And the guy pulling the bell looks up and he sees his brother holding on. And uh, the brother actually died. And the moment, you know, he drops to to, to the ground. But the executioner, uh, the governor, forgive me, that was over the executioner, he saw what what had happened and he said, that man will not die. Someone's already died. Someone's already paid the price for that man's crime. They couldn't kill two people for the same crime. And Jesus has climbed our bell tower. He has taken the wrath of God. The bell was supposed to toll for all of us, but he was our substitute. He hung there brave, taking it for you and I. And it is a spit in his face to go before God based on our merits, our deserts, not pointing to his sacrifice, and what he has accomplished on the cross. Therefore, being justified, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, God's not mad at you. The debt has been paid. You know, if you ever owed anybody money, you feel a little guilty when you go around them because you know you owe them. Um, But with God, he's like, I paid it. You don't have to feel any guilt in my presence. Ask him for what you want. Tell him what you need. Share your heart and God will treat you like his own child. You have been justified by faith in Jesus, not yourself. Faith in Jesus, justified, never sinned. And because of that, we're like we're sons and daughters of God. We become just like Jesus Christ. And if you ask him for a fish, will he give you a snake? If you ask him for an egg, will he give you a scorpion? If you ask him for bread, will he give you a stone? When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the war between you and God is over. There is peace between you and God. Now, that's a, uh, I've already moved on to a later stop. But one of the results is there is peace. And right now, if you need to experience peace with God, I want you to right now just humbly say, Lord, I appeal to your mercy. Jesus climbed the, the, the bell tower. He held on to the gong. He stayed on that cross for me. He died a literal death for me. 
And I know that you accepted his sacrifice because on the third day he rose again from the grave. Right now, I put my faith in the Savior, not in me, not in my denomination, not not in the church I attend, not in how often I read the Bible or, or the degrees I've earned uh, uh, that, that uh, have, you know, r- relate to the Bible. Um, there, there are lots of people that have, you know, degrees, you know, Bible degrees that don't know Jesus. I don't care what you have earned in your own right. Have you really trusted him? And you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be powerful. You don't have to be brave. Well, you do have to be brave. You don't have to be uh, 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 tall to receive salvation. All you got to do is be humble enough to accept. So right now, if any of you want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, come in your heart. Just say, Father, come into my heart. Change from the inside out. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I look to the cross for my salvation. If you believe that from your heart, guess what? You are born again. You are saved. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. If you pray from your heart, God heard you. And now you are a child of God. And now you can go to the Father, not based on your merits, based on Christ's merits. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they caused. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.